Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Influence with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. All right, it is time for Influence. He didn't study business, finance, or music, but has transitioned from being in popular band Sam Willows to making music his business. With Zendel, which has created music for Adidas, Lazada, amongst the big brands, and which hopes to discover and grow talents that most other labels may shy away from taking a risk on. We're going to find Find out more about John Chua and what Zendel Studio aims to do. The aim is to drive music entertainment, the whole industry here in Singapore, and perhaps see the next global number one made with Singapore talent. Love the sound of that. John Chua is founder and managing director of the Zendel Music Agency, and this interview is in collaboration with The Peak Magazine's Next Gen of Leaders series. John, good morning. How you doing? Good morning. I'm good. All right. Well, you've come a long way from this, right? Let's play. Let's play a little bit of your music so listeners know who we're talking to. Feeling it, we're feeling it, John. What are we listening to? Uh, that song is called the intro. It was my latest single. I think I released it sometime last year. Sometime last year. Okay, wonderful. So you're still very active, performing as well. Yes, actually, I'm doing show tonight. <laughs> oh, where? Yeah, so it's for this uh, charity group called Team Petronas, and they raise money for um, the the, the uh, what is the organization called? Oh, um, the Wishing Well Singapore for underprivileged children. Wonderful, Singapore. wonderful. All right, let's ask you the question that people may be thinking. So, how does a guy with no music, finance, or business background end up starting a music platform, Zendel? <laughs> uh, I, I've been doing music for a very, very long time. I think I've been doing it professionally since I was I was eighteen. You know, I actually started playing the Thai clubs. <laughs> so that was my first array into music, you know, live performance, live music. And then... Playing um, which clubs? In the Thai clubs. Thai clubs? <laughs> yeah. Did you sing in Thai? No, no, no. So I, I played guitar for, for the Thai band. Oh, okay, okay, got Thai it. Club. So that mm. was the first time I actually did it professionally. Mm. And then, yeah, you know, I started Sam Willows in 2012. So, ah, and then we, I did that for close to about eight years. And then the band, we decided to go on a hiatus so that uh, we could all focus on our individual things. Um, ben and myself got married. I mean, we didn't get married to each other, but we got married <laughs> separately. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You were signed to Universal at one point, right? So why not continue on the path of being a pop star? I mean, what was it that catalyzed your pivot to, you know, essentially becoming music executive? I, I think for me, it, it, it's funny because now with this new partnership with Universal Music Singapore, um, it completes the holy trinity for me. So I, I first started out my career with Warner Music and then Sam Willows, we, we really went um, as far as we could with Sony Music and then now um, for me, just doing this partnership with, with Universal, it 
you know, it, it changes things. I think I, I just hit my 30s and, I mean, my 20s were great. You know, I got the tour. Yep, yeah, just so, ignore that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. when you know we're in live radio and sounds just go off. <laughs> oh, so, boy. Yeah, yeah so I, I think, you know, I, I saw the potential of, of, of what uh, my company can do to actually help elevate um, more than just myself, you know, but, but any other talented music artists out there, you know, and... Yeah, you know, we, we've, we've created a platform and a community for that. And I think that's where my passion has taken me to, you know. And I, th- I guess COVID-19 really helped me um, re- um, refocus what my personal career path is. And yeah, you know, I'm, I'm very happy and I've got a much better work-life balance now. So Zendul Music Agency, your company, is going to be partnering Kennel AB Universal Music Group. And in October, what will this partnership mean? So we'll be signing a whole array of artists um, and it's going to be artists coming from different walks of life. You know, I think in Singapore, especially, um, you know, music can be perceived as a, as a rich man's sport because, you know, you have to be able to afford it to be able to do music mm. because it's expensive to, to, to buy studios, to pay for, for marketing and PR people to promote your music. And the returns aren't that promising, you know, with streaming taking over the record sales business. Uh, so for us, you know, we, we managed to create uh, a structure, we've managed to create a, a, a system where, you know, we're able to help people who have the passion for music or people who couldn't make it through the education system in Singapore and could see music as the only way out, you know, for, for social mobility. And yeah, you know, we've created a system for that. And I think our partnership with Kennel helps us elevate this um, music production to a global level and connecting us to, to, to Europe and with Universal um, being the, the biggest music company in the world, you know, it helps us connect to other markets and our focus is Southeast Asia. So, mm-hmm. so we're very excited to see what the next 10 years would, would, would look like. Okay, so help lift the curtain on what seems to be the eternal mystery in the music business. You know, how does one professionalize if one is a talent? I mean, how did you get a deal with Warner and Sony? And how, so how does one get a deal with Zendel? Is it any different? Uh, I mean, I, I guess it's different. You know, I think when it comes to music deals, you know, as an, from an artist perspective, there are different types of deals. There's a distribution deal, a licensing deal, a 360 deal. You know, mm-hmm. these are the three most common deals. You know, um, for Zendo, we actually provide a la carte deals. <laughs> That's what I like to call it. So <laughs> basically, for example, if you're if you're you're you have no problem recording your own music and 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 you know, producing your own music, but you just need marketing and PR, then we can come in to do that portion. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you, if you're really good with marketing and social media, but, you know, you can't, you can't seem to get the right track, you know, you want to hit song, then we, we have there as well. We have producers and songwriters that, that we have full-time, you know, that help um, create all, all this music. And with Kennel, you know, it really elevates it because we, we work with some of the best uh, producers around the world right now. So, yeah, you know, I think that that's pretty much the fundamental difference who are you working with producer wise um so in, in kennel we we work with this uh producer called harry samadal mm-hmm. so he's actually responsible for a lot of hits in southeast asia you know um in singapore um the sambolos have done it with him so zari has done a track with him um uh tabitha Nauza has worked on a track with him and then in indonesia you know there are guys like afghan isiana sarasvati raisa who are some of the top artists and they all have number ones in Indonesia as well. So Harry's actually responsible for that. And, and fun fact, Harry Styles actually did um, the Pussycat Dolls. He's done the Wanted. Wow. You know, so even, mm. even he's done the whole American route. And you know, he wanted to move 
his expertise to Asia. And yeah, you know, we, he's, he's been a very fundamental unsung hero in Southeast Asian music. Fantastic. And what sort of uh, deals or, or doors have you been open to, to talent here in Singapore? What sort of deals have you been able to strike with Zendel? So I guess from a business to business perspective, um, Zendel, we work very closely with the National Youth Council because we we feel like um, their goals and our goals align quite a bit, you know, when it comes to creating um, alternative jobs for the future of Singapore. You know, so we're looking at like artist managers, producers, um, songwriters, you know, people who are able to eventually do this full time, you know, not just as a hobby, not just as, um, just as, as not, not just to do it for fun. So we work very closely with them to run certain programs, you know, that kind of helps with that, you know, um, whether it's design work, whether it's music video directing. So we have, um, we're involved with a lot of their programs, uh, one of which is called Youth Tech, you know, where um, um, youth can actually sign up, you know, through, through National Youth Council's website, you know, to, to get a job and National Youth Council would actually help um, fund a portion of the salary for the company, especially for local SMEs and creative businesses to be able to staff up more without worrying about overheads. But, you know, National Youth Council will be able to, to slot people into, into the companies to help grow the business. Fantastic. You know, during COVID, I did a series uh, and we talked to jazz musicians who traditionally would be touring and they were all stuck here in Singapore. So what do you think a post-COVID world really means for the ability of musicians to to depend on their talent for a living? And how do you think primarily live performers are going to have to adapt? I'm so glad you asked that. I actually think that that one of the the key areas of investments, you know, all around board is actually going to be in music and entertainment uh, post-COVID because Mm. um, looking at the way that the the music touring business works, you know, um, if a U.S. artist releases a new album, you know, for example, um, The Weeknd releases a new album, he has toured the U.S. and Canada first. That takes him anywhere from 8 to 12 months. You know, then usually they would tour Europe before they decide to, you know, to come to Asia. And when they come to Asia, they usually go to Japan first, you know. So by the time they come to Southeast Asia, most of the time they do one or two shows um, around Southeast Asia. Primarily Bangkok and Singapore are the, the most popular venues. So what we're looking at is from the, from the year 2022, you know, I think if, if all goes well, to 2024, there's going to be a gap in international live touring. That means essentially, you know, bigger venues like like Spot Top, like like Singapore Indoor Stadium, Capital Theatre, mm-hmm. you know, they will need to be able to fill it up, mm-hmm. uh, and they're going to be filling up with local and regional talent. So there's actually a lot of opportunity um, for for Singapore artists to actually grow their business, you know, and grow their brand, you know, to be able to to sell these venues or to do combined concerts to sell sell in these venues. And I think um, the local promoters have been holding out for the last two years. And those that actually um, managed to, to, to keep afloat until now, you know, will want to go in big. And I think it's going to be very, very exciting to see, um, yeah, you know, locals being able to support um, Singapore Music acts and the promoters actually looking um, to, to, to do big projects with, with Singapore Music Act. So I think that's going to be very exciting. That sounds really exciting. It really, really does. Um, why do you think so many local musicians seem to have to first make it big outside of Singapore before they are recognized here? Stephanie Sun comes to mind, for example. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when it comes to like, like Stephanie Sun, JJ Lin, 
you know, I think that that was something that was the pattern in, in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. You know, they would go to Taiwan because Taiwan was a more established music industry, you know, in terms of production, in terms of live shows. You know, I think what Singapore lacks right now is the, the live show opportunities and the TV opportunities. Mm-hmm. But I think that would grow over time, you know, if, if all goes well and, I mean, Zendo, we, we are, you know, now trying to program, you know, music reality TV shows. We have one called Hometown Heroes, which is out. You know, we've got a pilot season out that we're, we're pitching for TV as well. You know, um, what's Hometown think, Heroes yeah. about? Oh, Hometown <laughs> Heroes is, is basically we got 16 music artists mm-hmm. from, from all walks of life, you know, from all different um, ages and races. And we actually pair them up according to a, a part of Singapore that they have an affiliation to. So it's North South, East, and South Central. Okay. And, you know, even within South Central, you know, they, we have Telo Blanga and, and Bukitima, for example. So they come from a very different walk of life, but then we put them together, we make them do a series of challenges, and at the end of it, they do a music video and record a track. Oh. Yeah, and then we, we distribute and put it out. So it's like um, they have to, to literally navigate around Singapore and at the same time sort of gel with each other musically? Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, then they, they, go, they do different activities. It's all out on, on YouTube and Instagram. And so far, we've got very, very good um, response for it. Um, and we're very excited to, to, see, to see the final show. Hey, I'll watch thing. that. I'll watch that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, what advice do you have for young artists listening in, John? They want to grow their careers. Uh, I think it, it's, it's doing the right thing and meeting the right people. You know, I think that's the most fundamental thing. I think one thing I've learned over the last 10 years, you know, it was really, you know, I think people who work in music in Singapore, uh, at least a, a lot of that I've met, you know, everyone has a genuine intention to help, you know, and everybody has this common goal of wanting to grow Singapore's um, music industry and entertainment industry in general, you know, and um, another advice I would give, you know, is not to be afraid to work with people from other creative um, aspects of, of, of the industry. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to dance, when it comes to film, when it comes to, I don't know, like anything, you know, like you never know what, what creative collaboration could come out from that. And it's always good to, to, to be aware. All right. Well, that all sounds really exciting. And uh, we wish you all the best. We're going to be looking out for the next Zendel Big Pop Star. John, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Michelle. I appreciate it. John Chua, the founder and managing director of the Zendel Music Agency. This interview in collaboration with the Peak Magazine's Next Gen of Leaders series. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.